everyone. I am so excited to be joined here today by Wendy Christina, who is the Director of Forest Sustainability at Warehouser Canadian Timberlands. How are you this morning, Wendy? I'm just fantastic. Thanks for asking. That's awesome. I am so glad to have you here. You just recently won the Woman in Forestry Award at the Forest Products Association of Canada. How was that? You know, it was... Um it's, it's always nice to get an award. Right? Mm-hmm. It's always nice to get recognition. But uh, as I said, when I accepted the award, you know, any success that I've achieved is due in large part, you know, like folks like yourself, um, associations, my colleagues at Warehouser, colleagues in the forestry community. Um, you know, so again, it's nice to get the recognition, but... Uh, but we really, it does take a village, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I have to say massive congratulations to you. It is it is so well-deserved. Everybody in this room knows, you know, Wendy Christina and and the great work that you've been doing in forestry for the last, you know, many years. It, it's been incredible. What are some of the moments in your career that you're the most proud of? Well, awards like this are nice. Um, you know, again, you get that recognition, which is not necessary, but um, gosh, you know, there's so many different, things that I've worked on and so many different people that I've worked with that uh, it would hard it would be really hard to pick one mm-hmm. um, you know we work closely with um, you know government folks and and some of those files are difficult and it always feels really good when you come out the other end and you found some um, some some good common space and some mm-hmm. good solutions so those kind of things always feel pretty good. And, and yeah. there's been a few of those over my career. So I think. I think I think so. <laughs> I hope Absolutely. so. Yeah. I hope so. My boss says that, that, that some of these things are good. So <laughs> I, I have to believe him. So, yeah. That is so awesome. And so in your role as director of forest sustainability, what are some of the kind of big files that you get to work in? Yeah, good question. So in, in our uh, warehouser world, mm-hmm. uh, we have, as you're aware, we've got uh, our head offices in Seattle, Washington. And uh, we have uh, lots of private land holdings in the U.S. And then we have uh, lands under crown tenure here in Canada. So we operate in uh, four provinces. So we operate in B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Ontario. And uh, we have a whole uh, corporate body within Warehouser that mm-hmm. that uh, deals with sort of sustainability at the corporate level. And then each one of those operations in, in the U.S. have their own uh, folks, if you will. Mm-hmm. So in Canada, as I was talking, we were talking a little bit offline. Um, I'm kind of it for um, That's amazing. all things, you know, wildlife related, uh, wildlife biology, um, sustainability, mm-hmm. um, biodiversity, environmental issues. Uh, I've also got the file on indigenous relations, which mm-hmm. is very um, appropriate for today because Absolutely. it is September 30th, Orange Shirt Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also work on uh, greenhouse gas, um, climate and carbon issues for, for Warehouser in Canada. Wow, that is <coughs> many, many files. I don't even know where to dig in there first. Um, but you mentioned biology. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a background as a biologist. Is that right? So I, I have a foot in both camps. So I'm a registered yeah. professional forester. Okay. And I am a registered professional biologist. Wow. Yeah. My so, goodness. So what was first for you? It's, it's interesting. I was chatting at the um, table this morning. We were having breakfast with some folks. And uh, uh, the gentleman that was there, uh, he was talking about do you know, J.P. Gladue. He's yeah. going to oh, speak yes. later this yeah, morning. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. He's, he's fantastic. I really yeah. enjoy working with him. Anyway, he was telling me that uh, when he first started out, he wanted to be a conservation officer. Mm-hmm. And and so I said, when I first started out, um, so I grew up in a family, northern BC, small community, um, background in logging, like my family, yep. you know, they were all in the logging business. And I thought, okay, I want to do something with trees, right? Yeah. But I also want to do something with wildlife. And uh, I went to university and I got my um, degree in wildlife biology, mm-hmm. wildlife management. 
I came out of there and uh, at that time the jobs were pretty limited for that type of degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think I could have been a park ranger or a conservation officer yeah. and neither one of those things appealed to me um, <laughs> <laughs> for, for a number of reasons. Not that they're bad jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I went back to school uh, and got my forestry degree. Yeah. And then I went and got my master's in forestry. And uh, and so now I sort of have a foot in, in both camps. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of course, wildlife is a really big focus for your role. Something that we hear a lot about in this sector is a multi-species approach. Can you talk about what that means and why that's important? Well, you know, it, it's really important. And if I may, can I use, I, I almost hate to bring it up, but can I use caribou as an example? Yeah. Am I okay By all means. That? Okay. This is something that you are, you know, okay. working very, very closely to. So I would love to explore that with you. So on, on the caribou file. Um, so I think we've, in the past, and I hope we're shifting away from this, um, we were developing what I would call caribou-centric uh, management plans. Yeah. So from a forestry perspective and a forest management planning perspective, as you're aware, mm-hmm. um, when we do a forest management plan as a company for a particular tenure, there's multiple values, right? Yeah. So there's uh, watershed values. There's, uh, you know, barred owl, mm-hmm. there are um, riparian values, sure. fish values. And um, when you start to plan for just one particular species, which we, I think, had swung towards with caribou, you are uh, assuming that what's good for caribou is good for all those other values. Mm-hmm. And that's not always true, right? right? So uh, if I could give you an example, and, and you know, I, I may get challenged on this, um, <laughs> And that's okay. That makes for a good conversation. For sure. So in Grand Prairie, in our Grand Prairie uh, tenure, Warehouser Grand Prairie tenure, we have caribou, mm-hmm. which are, you know, on the threatened, endangered list. Yeah. Then we have uh, grizzly bear as mm-hmm. another threatened species. Yeah. And so when you um, look at what grizzly bears need, they need young, serial stage um, forest, but they mm-hmm. also need some older complex forest. But for the most part, for feeding, they need the, uh, the younger forest they like to be out in cut blocks mm-hmm. or open areas um and then they go to the uh, mature forest matrix you know for cover and and you yeah know, when they when they rest a good mix a good mix caribou um are not you know they don't adapt well to young serial forest mm-hmm. and they would prefer older uh, more complex uh, forests so that they can sort of separate themselves spatially from predators so you're looking at these two animals that have some very different needs mm-hmm. and assuming that what's good for one is also good for the other is probably not correct and it's probably inappropriate so we we swing too far so when you start thinking about multi-values and multi-species what you're trying to do is you're trying to make sure that similar to um maybe a smorgasbord mm-hmm. if i could use that as sure. an analogy yeah. um there's something for everybody yeah right as opposed to just uh, the vegetarians are just the meat eaters. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? I agree. Yeah, okay. I think I think that makes a ton of sense. It's, it's important to meet the needs or, or to do our best to meet the needs of, you know, many instead of just one because that can really come to the detriment of one or, or multiple different species or multiple different values for sure. Exactly. And yeah. and so some folks, yeah, I have to be careful here, but um, <laughs> refer to caribou as an umbrella species, which okay. means that if if that animal is taken care of, it cascades down, right? So uh, it's it's an umbrella. It sort of covers off other species. I mean, that's a pretty crude definition, but mm-hmm. that sort of gets you there. Um, and, and they're really not because they do specialize in certain types of forest, yeah. certain age groups. And and so in, or, in, in order for it to be a true umbrella species, it has to be able to um, have more species under the umbrella, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. So. And, and, uh, you know, so something that we see a lot of the times when it's coming to, you know, conversations about habitat for wildlife and, and so caribou, you know, are for sure in more of those mature forest areas. Um, also sometimes the conversation of risk mitigation comes up. 
And I mean, we're in Jasper right now where we've seen, you know, some recent wildfires lately. And, you know, that's something else to think about, right? I mean, you're working in that space as well. Yeah, no, a good, very good point. So um, caribou like older forests mm-hmm. and for a number of reasons. Um, and maybe just uh, as a quick aside, can I? Yeah. Um, so lots of folks think that caribou like older forests because of lichen, mm-hmm. which they do. I mean, lichen provides them for, with food throughout the winter, but it's not very nutritious. Okay. Um, and they have to eat a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they what they eat uh, outside of lichen, so we did a, a research study on this a number of years ago, and we've also supported uh, research across Canada on this, but uh, on uh, nutrition for caribou. Mm-hmm. They really like things like mushrooms. Oh, interesting. So they love mushrooms. Yeah. And and it's interesting, if you go on YouTube, there's a, there's a little video, if you I think if you hit um, caribou and mushrooms or something. We, we were part, part of a project where they put a... a, a camera on a on a caribou and then they sort of let it you know roam through uh, Mm -hmm. an enclosure a big enclosure um and you can see the the caribou is you know they're beetling through the bush at Mm -hmm. pretty top speed and they find a mushroom and eat the mushroom and then they move on and they find another mushroom and everything else is just it's like candy for them (laughs) highly nutritious um anyway so so from a forest management and forest health and forest risk perspective, mm-hmm. you've got old forest, but if you let it get too old mm-hmm. and you don't manage it appropriately, you you get um, more over mature forest than is natural in a system. Okay. And you uh, increase your risk of fire, Yeah. increase your risk of disease. And we're seeing that you know, in Jasper as a good example. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're here, it's very topical. Everyone's been kind yeah. of, you know, trying to figure out what was going to happen with that fire this week. Well, and, and part of, so mountain pine beetle, uh, yeah. so beetle kill for overmature forests, mm-hmm. uh, more susceptible. And uh, so then you get a lot of dead and dying trees, you get mm-hmm. a lot of overmature trees, you get a lot of fire fuel, and, and then you, you, you increase your risk. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so pine beetle, you know, something that we're seeing a lot of right here in Alberta, and of course, you know, since you're working, you know, Canada-wide, you've seen tons of that in B.C., I want to come back to, you know, has there been anything particularly surprising for you working in all of these different provinces from a forestry perspective? I mean, certainly some similarities, but of course differences as well. You know, it's, um, there are so many differences yeah. on so many different <laughs> levels. Um, it's not a one size fits all approach. It is not. And, yeah. and that's not a bad thing, yeah. right? Because the forests are different. The areas are different. The regions are different and, and the approach is different and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, you know, the main goal from a, I guess, from a forest management perspective is to ensure that there are forests there into perpetuity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, People, I think, have this, some folks have this impression that, um, you know, as a forest harvesting company, we go out and we harvest every stick Mm -hmm. and then, you know, then we move on to the next piece of forest. And, you know, that is just not true. We have, uh, we have people in each of our operational sites that spend their lives trying to ensure that we have timber um, into perpetuity because mm-hmm. why would we, as a forest products company, yeah, why wouldn't we want that? Yeah, right? like, absolutely. We, we want that so that, I mean, selfishly, we want that so that we have something to harvest into the future, but, you know, we also want to um, support and uh, um encourage or facilitate mm-hmm. all those other values that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Right? So, um, most, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like we, we talk about, you know, sustainability from an economic perspective, which is of course critical to the viability of our business as a forestry sector. We can't continue to operate if we don't have healthy forests to continue to manage. 
The other side of it that I think is really important to talk about, and you touched on this, Wendy, and it's something that I think, um, you know, not everyone has a good understanding of is, you know, the folks that work in their sector, they, you know, sleep, you know, they work, they recreate in the forest every single day. And so there's, um, there's certainly an element of passion to it. And, and, and never mind the economic stuff, which is, you know, I don't want to forget about that because it is really, really important. But you know, it's it's just as important for the folks in our sector that they have these recreational opportunities, that they can enjoy the forest in the future, that their children and their grandchildren are going to have these forest resources to depend on. Well, and if you talk to any of the folks, I, I would say in our company, across in companies across the industry, mm-hmm. they all have a passion for the forest. They yeah. are, there's a reason that they're foresters. There's a reason that they've gravitated towards this as a, as a career. So, you know, it's not because they want to go out and, and simply cut a tree like that's Mm -hmm. that's just so far away from from most of the all of the folks that I talk to so yeah yeah. absolutely and I think that passion is so so clear in the sector you know it's apparent you know having this conversation with you what is something that you love most about your job Hmm. tough question tough question it's (laughs) tough to pick one so so I get to because I work across multiple jurisdictions Mm -hmm. um, and within those jurisdictions with different groups different companies different organizations different governments I get to meet a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, and again, believe it or not, I'm, I'm not always a huge people person. I, what? A, <laughs> Wendy. I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. It's not that I dislike people. It's just yeah. that I'm not like some folks are extroverts, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I would classify you as a little oh, bit of an extrovert. Perhaps a little. <laughs> just a little, um, which is not a bad thing. Everybody's yeah. different. Right. Um, so, so I always like to kind of, I, I really enjoy the interaction with mm-hmm. folks. Um, some days, more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like the challenges. I like being able to, um, address complex issues and yeah. come to the table with solutions and work with folks, you know, and I mentioned it earlier, um, come to a place where we can all kind of walk away and say, yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with the solution. Like I like that kind of work. I, it's challenging. It's, it's gratifying and, and it's sometimes fun, you know, working with, with, with people sometimes, yeah. you know, everybody has bad days and everybody has days where they're <laughs> kind of going, wow, why did I, why did I get into this? This is not very smart, but um, for the most part, those are, those are the good things. Yeah. Really rewarding for sure to come to those solutions. Yeah. I mean, I get yeah. to work with people like you, right. And I get oh, to do st- stuff like this. I think this is a good thing. So. Right. It's fun. I told you it would be fun. Okay. Well, yeah, you keep saying that and I, you know, keep, keep trying to convince me. Here we go. Um, it's interesting, you know, you mentioned how, um, you feel like you're a little bit more of an introvert. And I think that's something we see a lot in this sector is that, you know, the folks that want to be out there working in the bush every day, I think part of the appeal is that they're in the bush working alone all day. And I think we see that as, as part of the challenge with not a lot of people having a good understanding of our sector Mm -hmm. because the people that are doing the good work in our sector, they're not really talking about what they're doing. Right. So I guess, um, what do you think are some good ways that we can uh, continue to talk about what we're doing and get those messages out? Because they are so important. Well, uh, you know, the good, it's a very good point. I mean, I, I um, entered this profession or looked at this as a career. You know, when I first started out, I was, I was looking at wildlife biology, didn't want to be a forest ranger. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. It mm-hmm. just didn't appeal to me. For sure. Um, and, and then I got a forestry degree and I'm thinking, okay, what can I do with that? Oh, I like trees. I like being outside. Yeah. I like, you know, the forest. I like that notion of sustainability and, and perpetuity. But, but right now, I was joking about this at breakfast this morning again. I, I don't actually think I've been out in the forest and seen a tree <laughs> as part of my job for, for <laughs> I just don't get to do that anymore, yeah. right? Because you spend your time talking to people and trying to, as you just alluded to, mm-hmm. communicate to folks 
um, some of the good things about the sector and some yeah. of the good things about what we do. Um, so it's, it's interesting and it's, you know, I, I'm thinking about the Love Alberta Forest um, mm, the campaign. campaign. Yeah. I mean, that's a fantastic way to uh, communicate some of the values that we've been talking about and some of the, the benefits of, of sustainable forest management, some of the good things and communicate um, to people um, uh, share with people, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, um, some of the passion and some of the good work that folks do in the industry that don't have the opportunity to, or are not comfortable talking about it. So yeah. the Love Alberta's Forest Campaign, I think that's fantastic. I think it's great. It's interactive. It's, um, you know, it's, it's short sound bites. That mm-hmm. seems to be what we operate in these days. Um, and it, it's got some really good information. So I think things like that are highly appropriate and having folks like yourself and others in the industry as ambassadors mm. and, uh, and being able to talk, um, with, with passion and with knowledge about, about what we do. And, and I think that, um, catches people's attention and I think it resonates. Yeah. Wendy, this has been so fabulous. It's been fun for me for sure. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to chat about before we wrap up? Um, maybe just, maybe just touch on, um, if you don't mind, um, just thinking about the, the award that I got with FPAC again, not, not because I want to bring the award up again, but because I think it's, it's important in a couple of ways. One, it, you know, it speaks to the, um, diversity and inclusivity of the forest sector. Um, you know, we talk a lot these days about, uh, DE and I, so diversity, uh, equity and, and, uh, Inclusion. Inclusion. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, it's early. It's very early. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think forestry, you know, I was looking around the room last night as we were chatting at dinner uh, at all the tables there and, you know, good mix, mm-hmm. good mix of, you know, male to female, uh, good mix to young and old. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some of the students from uh, Nate and U of oh, A there, you know, yeah. and, and, and knowing that there's folks coming up. And if I think, I can't remember what the ratio there was, but I think there was four female students and two male. Yeah, that we had. Some, yeah, it was a good good mix for sure. It was great to see that. Well, and, and ten years ago or fifteen years ago, it probably would have been five to one in favor of yes, males, right. So I, I just wanted to touch on that because I think our sector, our industry, and our companies have have led the way on that uh, mm-hmm. across Canada um, from an industri- industry perspective, not just forestry. Um, and I, you know, I've been blessed to work in a company that. Uh, that supports that and, and really sort of, um, in a meaningful way and, yeah. and proves that by putting, um, women, not, not, you know, not people that, uh, not just for the sake of putting women and, and uh, diversity candidates in roles, but because they've earned it and, mm-hmm. and they get the support within, uh, my company, Warehouser and, and within the industry. So yeah. I just wanted to touch on that cause we didn't talk about that. Right yeah, now. no, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Wendy. I think that's a, it's a really great point. And we do see a lot of meaningful inclusion in our sector. And I think, you know, I'm so glad that you were recognized with that award cause you were a, a very prominent woman in our sector. You've done a lot of great work in forestry and I think, you know, so well-deserved. So again, congratulations. Well, thank you. And I didn't bring it up at the end because no, I, I wanted to get the kudos, <laughs> right? Like I, I just yeah. wanted to make sure, cause we didn't, we didn't touch on that. And I think that's an important point and, and right. I'm seeing that change in our sector over the last 10 to 15 years and I think it's a good change awesome yeah well thank you again thank you this was amazing I appreciate it thanks